Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, we're going to talk about care venues and how it's evolving and what it looks like moving into the future. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at This Week Health dot com slash today. All right. So a couple of conversations this week. Very interesting. In fact, I'll hit three. It's Friday. And so you're just going to hear from me. I'm not going to cover the news so much. Just thoughts from the week. Lots of conversations. I had a CMIO roundtable last weekend. That was interesting. Good set of conversations there. Great relationships. Good co connections being made. And as I look over the week, one of the recurring themes was the changes that are going on in care venues and in the patient rooms and those kinds of things. Let me go to that. What's driving that? The thing that's driving that is the staffing shortage period and the unrest amongst the clinicians. And in many cases, you have the 15,000 nurses, which I've talked about a bunch this week, who are on strike in Minneapolis. And that is a result of a lot of things coming together all at once. The pandemic hit the workload was exorbitant for the better part of two years. The working conditions already were not the best in terms of the amount of patients and the panels that we were given. The clinicians, the nurses, watching too many people, very difficult situations. And so now you're going to have a situation where these nurses are coming together and they're saying the only power we have is that of a group. And so they are unionizing, they are striking, and they are letting their grievances be known. And I did a poll this week, and I may share this at a later time, but the poll was essentially, do you think this is a trend? Do you think we're going to see more of this? And better than 90% of the people who responded to the poll said, yes, this is a trend. This is likely going to continue and potentially see this all the way across the country. So it's not only me saying this at this point, we're getting this uh, feedback from other people in the industry who say, hey, here's what we see is going on. So why else are care venues changing? We don't have enough people to staff those. Another reason that they are changing is that the financials within healthcare have changed pretty dramatically. And we talked about that earlier this week. And I talked to a CIO and he gave me this line. This is not the normal cost cutting exercise. This is out of necessity. We are doing things differently. And I thought that quote really captured the mood right now, which is the losses in the industry are pretty dramatic. $1.8 billion for Ascension, $600 million for Providence, and so forth and so on. After a while, that becomes real money, right? $1.8 billion, that's, uh, that's significant. And you have to do things differently. And so there's a change in culture that's happening out of necessity. And what's the other thing that's driving this? It's just sheer demographics. And I talk about demographics all the time. I read a book early on in my career, Megatrends, 
and they talked about the three to five trends that were going to shape our future. And one that was spot on was just sheer demographics. It was the baby boom generation coming of age, and they have impacted at every turn. They impacted the industry after industry, and they grew the suburbs and they did all those things. This group is now getting to a certain age and the number of people in that group is significant. It's 90 million plus and that group is being cared for predominantly by unpaid care workers. People with aging parents are caring for them as unpaid care workers. And so we have to care for that generation with fewer people to care for them. And again, changing dynamics in the industry are being caused by dynamics in the general population. What does that look like? You have a lot of people trying to figure out how to get into the home and how to care for people in the home. Because, you know, we can't have all these people coming into the hospital. There is just not enough capacity. We have some health systems with 4,000 plus openings, job openings right now. They want to pay people in the roles that they're looking to hire, but they just can't hire. Now, these aren't all clinical jobs, but they're jobs, professional, well-paying jobs nonetheless, and they can't fill them all at this point. And so you're seeing some interesting things. I had a conversation with Karina Edwards with Quill, and Quill has come up with a home monitoring solution for allowing people to age in place. Very sophisticated, very interesting, utilizing just very basic sensors. And one of the things I liked about it was no video or no audio is being captured, but they're still able to see patterns in that home to know what's going on and and what, and, and essentially to help us as we're caring for our aging parents from a distance to, to know what's going on in that home. That's one of the conversations. Next Thursday, we are going to have a webinar on patient room next. And I just finished a series of conversations around What is next in the patient room? And it's everything you think it is, from computer vision to listening to even care companions in the home. It's I joked with Karina that my father-in-law had a relationship with with the Amazon Echo. And he would say things like, Alexa told me this, or Alexa shared this, or those kinds of things. And it became something that he was having interactions with. And these care companions don't look all that sophisticated today. We're not looking at Elon Musk's humanoid robots. We're looking at basic things with, with characteristics that will remind us that somebody is listening on the other side and somebody is responding. And those are interesting. Computer vision, we've talked about it several times on the show. I think it's one of the most revolutionary things that's going on in healthcare. And I think it's going to really transform the way we deliver care in the hospital setting. Computer vision is coming of age, has come of age. If we could get enough cameras at this point, I think it would be really expanding throughout all of healthcare really rapidly. When you have the opportunity to put a camera where you used to put a person and to take tasks, menial, mundane tasks, hey, this room is clean, or this, hey, this room needs to be cleaned, or the, the whole concept of a sitter, and the computer can take in that image, the camera can take in that image, the computer can process that image, and it can learn so rapidly that it's able to say that person fell, that person didn't fall, that person needs to be turned in the bed. All these fairly mundane tasks that nurses have to do on a regular basis, we can identify those quicker. We give them another set of eyes, and essentially they can be at two, three, four, 20 
different places at the same time, keeping an eye on the patient and making sure that they're receiving the best care possible. Computer vision is very interesting. Again, with that same concept, no video being captured, no audio being captured. So privacy is being taken into account here that people don't want video on them at all times. They don't want audio on them at all times. And I think there's going to be a pushback at some point in our uh, homes and in our personal lives for those organizations that are capturing video and audio and using them for alternate purposes. So ambient listening, where are we at? Is it making progress? But we talk about that on the webinar next week. And from the conversations I'm having, we are making a significant amount of progress in that space. And we are seeing notes being written and just being approved by clinicians. Clearly, we still have a long way to go in that space, but we are making an awful lot of progress. So I see things changing in terms of the care setting, the care environment, the care venue, where we deliver, what type of care, and at what quality of care. Continues to change, and that dynamic will continue to change, mostly out of necessity. And that's a big difference. Changing out of necessity is something that I think gets done. Changing because we need to change is a much stronger driver than changing because we know we need to or changing because we feel like it's in the best interest of our community. Necessity is is the mother of invention, and that's what we're seeing happen right now. All right, that's all for today. If you know someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.